If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Michael Miller Show, where our direct approach leads to your positive outcomes. Now, here's Michael Miller. Hey, welcome to the Michael Miller Show. This is Michael Miller on a beautiful Tuesday morning. How are you doing out there today? Hey, uh, today's topic is going to be preparedness, food preparedness uh, for various things. Uh, let's face it, um, we, we have a lot of things going on here in the United States. And, uh, you know, there's some people that just uh, don't, may not agree with me on this, but I'm, I'm a prepper. Um, not to the extent of a hardcore prepper, but a realistic prepper, uh, just in case. I guess, uh, you know, it's not it's not a bad uh, idea to have, considering everything that's going on today in the world. And that's what this topic's going to be about here on the Michael Miller Podcast. So um, I'm going to give some reasons uh, I think that people should prepare. I'm also going to give some tips on how I prepare. So if you haven't prepared, maybe it'll encourage you uh, to prepare. I know I use that prepare a lot there, that word. Um, but so the question is, what are you doing to prepare today for the uncertain times? Now, I did have a podcast uh, earlier or last year that I made about uncertain times. But this this particular podcast is going to be a little bit different. It's going to go into a little bit more depth, uh, like tips and tricks of uh, different types of uh prepping and maybe uh, things that can help you be ready if uh, you may have scenarios that you have to face on getting out or whatever the case may be. So the first thing I want to list here are the reasons why I think we should prep. Uh, One thing is the natural disasters. Uh, We do have natural disasters, uh, hurricanes, tornadoes, earthquakes, and, you know, natural mother nature type things that happen. And that's been going on for years, but it, it, you have to admit it has gotten it has gotten worse uh, with various uh, natural disasters. So that's one of many reasons why we should prepare and have food backed up uh, for the for that occasion. Inflation. Um, I don't know about you, but I've noticed that um, fuel prices have gone up. I mean, it's obvious. I'm just bringing these up. Uh, fuel prices have gone up. Uh, food prices have gone up. 
And why is that? Why can that? How is that going to affect us? Why do we need to prepare based on what I just said on inflation? The reason being is because there's a lot of people hurting. Now, this is the United States. Now, I can't speak everything for Europe, but um, the United States in general, that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm recognizing things that I see here in, in the States. So back to my point, um, the inflation can cause a huge, huge problem with people who are running into affordi- affordability um, problems with with food. Now, I can't make a prediction on how much food's going to inf- inflate any higher or it's going to be more expensive. But I, I can say that I, I feel that um, it could get to the point to where we could be uh, short on our uh, food supply uh, for many reasons. Uh, there's many reasons. I, I'll get into that. But one, one thing I want to get into, one thing I do want to say is, you know, back to what I was saying about <clears throat> affordability for some people, is it, here's the question, is it going to get to the point to where people can't afford to eat and then the human nature kicks in and now we have people who are looting grocery stores uh, for food and, uh, you know, taking what they need now. Out in San Francisco, California, um, you know, the food hasn't, isn't dried up yet, I guess I should say. And there's people that are doing it out of criminal element uh, for free stuff, and, and they're getting away with it. Now, that was a few months ago. I don't know the status quota of it, you know, currently, but that was happening. So if, if people are raiding grocery stores and you don't have uh, the food backed up, and uh, there's no, you know, your grocery store in your area is depleted because of people who just simply can't afford it anymore because they're just hungry. I mean, I'm not really blaming them, you know, I'm not saying they're criminals or anything like that, but, I mean, it, it's a possibility, and uh, and it's desperation. Is it going to get that bad? I don't know. You know, um, out in Lake Mead, uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, they got a huge problem with uh with a lake out there. I just can't think of the damn lake. Lake Mead. I've been doing research on it. Uh, lake Mead is at the lowest it's been for years. Now, people tend to sit and make, you know, accusations and blame why it's happening, why it's happening. It doesn't matter, right, at this point what's happening. What really matters is if you're in that region, are you prepared? There may not be any food and there may not be any power. And considering the fact that our government really hasn't done anything about it so far, it's getting kind of to the point to where it's going to be too late. So I think you need to start thinking about, uh, if you haven't already, get your ducks in order uh, in regards to that. So that's that's another uh, prime example of why I think people should uh, should uh, prepare for uh, having food and supplies and water and things like that. Um, uncertainty. I mean, there's uncertainty. I mean, everything that I'm speaking of right now is uncertain. There's, there's nothing's guaranteed. Uh, we can't uh, guarantee anything the way things are going. I mean, I, I'm reading articles and I get three to four or five different stories and I get other people's opinions uh, on what's going on. And I, you know, I don't really know that everybody knows exactly why and things are going on. Uh, there are conspiracy theories out there of what's going on. But I guess 
us as humans can only project what we see. So just look around and take a good look and, and make base your opinion, you know, base your opinion on what you see and what you're experiencing and, and make that determination. If, you know, maybe I should get some food in, maybe I should get stuff prepared. So, um, that's, that's kind of a tip there for that. Um, there's also reports out there of food, uh, plants, food plant, plant fires. Now people are saying that it's too, too coincidental that it's just all these plants are catching on fire. It's just weird. And, uh, people are, people are thinking it's not coincidental and they think they're being set. Now, are they being set? I don't know. But we, what we do know is that they are catching on fire. And there's been a lot of them in the last two to three months. God, I believe it. I think it's up in the, up in the uh, area of between like six and 12, a half a dozen to a dozen plants that have caught fire, food plants. Um, the other reason is poultry sabotage. What do I mean by that? Well, there's reports that um, the U.S. government has... Um, well, I have a report here I want to read that I uh, pulled up, and I want to read it. They have big stakes in claiming land, and they're paying farmers not to farm. So let me read you this report real quick here on this. And the report, the, Biden, the report reads, the Biden administration will pay farmers more money not to farm. The goal is to add 4 million acres of farmland to the conservation reserve program, which takes land out of production to blunt uh, agriculture's environment impact. So it's the Green Deal that, that, that they're referring to under the title, basically. I'm not going to read the whole article. I'm just going to give a little idea of what, what's going on and kind of the general synopsis of what, what you know the agenda is here. The Biden administration announced on Wednesday that it would expand a program that pays farmers to leave land follow, part of a border government-wide effort to cut greenhouse gas emissions in half by 2030. The new incentive will uh, incentivize farmers to take land out of production by raising rental rates and incentive payments. The con so Okay, so that's all I'm going to read on. I mean, it's a big article. It's a long article. You got the gist of it. So they're buying up farmland to, for the Green Deal because they think that by farming it's causing some kind of greenhouse gases, okay, that's causing issues with global warming. Uh, do I agree with that? No. I don't agree with it in the aspect that, you know, there's people out here that need food and there's people out here that are going to, you know, they're going to starve. Because you're, you're playing God with uh, the atmosphere and you're playing God with earth. I don't agree with that at all. And this administration uh, is doing nothing to, when you do stuff like that, is doing nothing for the American people. Which, by the way, I'm not going to get into too deep of the politics, but we pay you to do a job. And your job isn't to, to starve us of, of food and f inflation and all the, all the you know, gibble-garble crap that's going on. So, with that said, those are reasons why... We need to prepare uh, the uncertain times of what I just read and what's going on uh, with that, with the agendas that our government has. Now, some people will say that they're sabot. Well, they call it sabotage because they're paying farmers off to take the land so they won't farm. That is kind of a 
that is kind of a sabotage type thing. I mean, when it comes to us eating and all that, it, you know, and it, it's affecting our grocery stores and our stock, it, it becomes a problem. Uh, another problem, uh, staying in the concept of farmers, um, they're really having problems finding parts for their tractors. That's an issue. Um, another, these are more reasons I'm saying why you should prepare. Uh, another thing is that manufacturers uh, who run machines and things like that, they're having problems, also having problems finding parts for their machinery. And here's the second problem with manufacturing. A lot of the people who are in those blue collar jobs who fit, fix the machinery, they're retiring. And let's face it, the younger generation, nothing against them, but they're not interested in that kind of work. So who's going to be working on these machines? So we're talking a wide variety of machines, machines that, you know, maybe produce food, uh, maybe produce a part for your car or a part for something that you need at your house. Okay. Uh, any kind of thing that's going to, that could cause, uh, you to be limited on, on, on what, what you can actually accomplish. I, I mean, I could go on the whole list of manufacturing machines that do so many various things to create production and products that uh, is a necessity for, um, you know, people to live. So um, with that said, I'm just going to give a couple tips here on um, kind of how to prepare little tips. What I think, my opinion, uh, you should do to make it easy for you and uh, your family. And, uh, you know, I, one thing I want to say before I go into this uh, area of this discussion is the fact that I understand that it's tight right now. And I understand people are having problems. You know, I, you know, I can't prepare. I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I get that. It sucks. And, and it's rough out there. But if you can have a strategy... If you're working, if you have a strategy and you can put, I don't know, $10 away or $5 away or purchase this for $10 and, and prepare. Now, uh, a little here, a little there. That's kind of how I did it. I mean, I have preps because I've been doing it for a while. And, and don't get discouraged and think it's too late. It's never too late. There's still availability to get food. There's still availability uh, to, you know, to prepare. There, it's still out there. Okay, and you can, you can do it. Um, you know, I, I thought about, I have a YouTube channel and I'm not doing this just to promote my YouTube channel, but you know, I thought about, uh, having a free giveaway of my Patriot food because that's what I buy. And I'll tell you the reasons why I buy my Patriot. It's an MRE uh, type style food and why I buy it. So I thought about that. I thought about having a giveaway of a case of food for somebody who needs it. I'm just trying to work out the logistics as far as making sure it gets to the people who need it, not somebody who already has it. So that's the kind of, I'm kind of trying to work out uh, that kind of uh, that thing right now. So I use MRE style foods. Now you can use pantry foods. I'm not a big pantry food prepper type guy, but a mixture is good. Okay. Uh, with that said, I'm going to go with water. Okay. Uh, water storage tips. All right. Uh, I personally would not buy the little bottles of water, the plastic. If you can go out and you can get the, the uh, commercial food grade type plastic bottles. For example, I run, I have four gallon 
um, commercial grade bottles like you get from like the water guy, you know, the water store guy or whatever. And uh, now I get it at my local uh, hardware place. Uh, we have a Menards out here. If you, if you have a Menards where you're at and you're listening to this podcast, first off, I appreciate you listening to it. Secondly, Menards carries the four-gallon uh, water. It's all sealed like the water man. If you can get those kind of containers, even if you can find empty containers to seal yourself, it's fine. Uh, okay, so if you, go to that, if you go to that type of style of container, I recommend it. Why do I recommend that? Well, you're going to have less plastic leakage into the water. Uh, when you're talking about the store-bought type, uh, even a gallon container or the little, one of the 16-ounce containers, th- that plastic's a thinner plastic. It's, you're just not going to get the longevity out of, out of that plastic when you really need it. And, you, you know, your water, I don't know if it'll be tainted, but it's not going to taste very good. So um, back to staying on the topic of water uh, how to store these commercial grade water uh, very simple if you're going to store it in a basement or you're going to store it on anything that's concrete you need to put cardboard between your uh, water container and the and the and the concrete or the floor now if you're just storing it on carpet or something you're fine you don't need to put the cardboard bef- you know be, you know underneath unless you want to for spill proof or something but they should be sealed uh, second tip on the water, make sure that it's in a dark place. And if it's not in a dark place, what I use, well, I mine is in a dark place, but I still do this for precautionary reasons. Cheap trash bags, dollar trash bags. You can put two of those water containers or three of the water containers, depending on how big the trash bag is, and throw that black bag right over the top of those of those water containers and it's going to keep your the sunlight off of it and it's going to keep the algae out of the water so when it's ready to drink it's ready to drink you shouldn't have to boil it or anything at that point um also uh, remember now everybody has a water heater so uh there's 40 to 45 gallons of water right there for you uh that's a uh, big big thing to remember and uh if we lose power uh for long periods of time and uh, I would recommend turning your cold water faucet inlet to your water heater off if it gets to be a long duration uh, because if that power stays off, you're going you're gonna to start getting contaminated water backing up. Uh, I don't know exactly how that would happen, but I have heard that from experts that say if you're going to use your water heater for water and you're going to, and the power is going to be off for a long time you have to make that determination turn your cold inlet off so no more water can go in that tank so you can keep that reserve that water to drink i mean if it gets a little contaminated nothing else you could boil it one thing to get is water tablets get water tablets uh, I, I have water tablets they're cheap they're inexpensive uh, back to the food. Uh, the reason I the reason I store MRE style food is because it's very portable. Okay, it's not only that it gives you more time. Okay, like I said before earlier in the podcast, we don't know when things are gonna just drop out on us. Okay, we don't know if if one day the stores just aren't gonna be stocked anymore because of diesel prices and truckers can't run it anymore. Uh, you know, various reasons why the store may not be stocked. So 
having grocery store type things depending on them for prepper food it's fine to stock up if you're using it until you have to use your mre but i would recommend having it now i did learn something about canned goods i did make a youtube video on this and someone reminded me and i looked it up and canned goods you can eat canned goods after expiration dates but boxes of cereal and things like that from the grocery store that aren't canned and vacuum sealed there you're going to have a problem with expirations on those and the nice thing about MREs that isn't about grocery store food is those MREs will not be eaten until they're ready to be eaten. So you can put them in a tote or a type carrying place to where if you have to bug out, then you can take that those totes with you and throw them in the back of your vehicle. Or if you want to set up a trailer, to put them in the trailer and then you can just bug out. Uh, you can do that as well. Now, remember, these are just tips. These aren't, you know, these aren't uh, in stone gold, you know, facts of things that you might not want to do. That's fine. Um, another reason why I like to, to store MRE-style foods is because it's a 25-year shelf life. And that, the uncertainties that I was talking about earlier, um, it gives, gives me more time. Because, like I said, we don't know when this is going to happen. And that's what I was saying. When the, when the bottom, if the bottom drops out, and when there's no more food in the grocery stores, then I don't have to worry about having a pantry prep to where in six months to a year, I have to swap that food out. And then if at that time it happens, you know, it doesn't give me any time because if the grocery stores drop out and there's no more food, then now I have a bunch of expired food and I can't go to the grocery store and repurchase those items to swap my items out. That's why I run MREs. Uh, like I said, the pantry food's great for today's times, for current times, where we have a grocery store, you can swap it out. You can eat until there is nothing to go get. So now you, you reserve on the MRE styles. Um, I use totes where they have wheels on it, like you see at the airport when people take when people take their luggage and things like that, and it rolls. So that's real nice. And they're small. I mean, they're, they're freeze-dried vacuum bags that are small. And, uh, you know, people... People say, well, they're very expensive. It's very expensive. Yes, it's very expensive. But if you, it is very expensive, but just remember the process that you're paying for. And remember, those bags uh, do feed more than they look. Okay, uh, I always say dynamite in small packages. Because when you add water, they expand. So you're getting your money's worth on that. And the other reason you're getting your money's worth on a MRE-type style food, even though it's initially expensive, if you're waiting another two years and you're swapping out your grocery store pantry, you're just spending more money to swap it out. Uh, MRE at that point isn't ready to be swapped out yet. You got another 24 years or 23 years before you got to swap it out. So if we, if there's another five years goes by and you got to keep swapping out your grocery store pantry, you're, there you go. You're spending more money. Now I did the math on it. 12.5 times in a 25-year shelf life that you have to swap out your pantry food when your MREs are good for that long. So, and food's a necessity, and eventually, regardless of when it expires, you're going to eat it anyways. And it's, like I said, it's a necessity. We need it. Uh, we we got to have food. So it's, it never goes to waste, I guess is what my point is. Um, so that's, that's, that's kind of my tips on 
prepper food. And if you can get it to where it's portable, I think I already mentioned that before, making it portable is very, very important. Um, things change. You may not be able to stay at your home, you know, if, if, if the shit hits the fan type of deal. So give yourself options. I just guess what I'm trying to say on that. Uh, garden woes. People, I see people talking about, oh, well, I'm going to plant a garden. I'm going to plant a garden. Uh, I don't really, I think garden is great. If you can plant a garden right now and store up food, store up food, store up food, fine. But if the shit hits the fan and people are hungry and they're desperate, guess what's going to happen to your garden? It's going to get wrecked. Now, I thought about a garden. I thought about an indoor garden. But um, I kind of am wavering it. I don't know. I'm just worried that the power, if the power, something happens with the power, there goes the garden. Because the garden needs light. you got to have light. So indoor is not a bad idea. Uh, maybe I need to stop looking into things and just do it. You know, maybe that's, I can take my own advice and just do it. I might, I might do it. I, I have some seeds and I have ways to do it. I just got to set it up. So um, that's, that's it. I mean, I pretty much covered it. And, you know, I gave... What six reasons why you should you should prep, and uh, you know I hope this podcast helped you, and I hope it made you maybe make a decision that that you know maybe in the future, uh, if if things happen uh, the, the uncertainties I, I personally I don't feel secure in what's going on what I see, and uh, you know I personally I would feel bad if something got depleted at the stores and we could no longer have food. And then I got to look at my family and I have to say, well, we don't have any more food. I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be that guy. So this is Michael Miller on the Michael Miller podcast. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I hope my tips uh, helped you. Uh, it's kind of vague, but um, you know, it's, you could come up with an imaginations of what you could do that are better. Uh, you know, there's people out there that are just masters at all this. That's kind of how I prep, um, and uh, take it or leave it if you like. Um, I hope this helped anybody out there who's listening to this podcast. And like I said, if you're listening to this podcast, thank you for listening, and I, I appreciate you appreciate you listening and taking the time. So with that, uh, I'm going to say goodbye on this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and have a great rest of the week. This is Michael Miller, and uh, I'm out. Take care, everybody.